Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon and welcome to the Quad Father All Things Inspirational Show. This is Brian P. Swift. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. It is sunny out. I hope you're out enjoying it. Even though we don't have the heat yet, it's still a great day to be out. Just a quick reminder, if you're headed to the Juliet Slammers game and you want to enjoy an afternoon of baseball, use code SOAR, S-O-A-R, and a portion of the proceeds will get donated to SOAR Nonprofit, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. We help people get back outdoors. If you're looking for entertainment, don't forget about CD and me. Uh, Thursday night concerts, weekend concerts. It's a great venue. Uh, head up there. It's located in Frankfurt, Illinois. And if you're looking for a different way to do some marketing, check out Send Out Cards and my buddy Ray Rita, who does personalized cards that will get your clients' attention. You can reach out to him at 708-372-8399. Again, that's 708-372-8399. And again, for your mobility needs, uh, I'm excited because I have had this need for quite a while. But there is a new mobility dealer called Benton House and Mobility in Tinley Park. And you can reach out to them at 708-8499. 08678. Again, that's 708 840 8678. They can help you if you're looking for any type of vehicle modifications for your car, your van. Um, help get uh, those people that need a little extra service, whether that be with a wheelchair, a cane, a crutch, or even one of your little cycles that you drive. They can help with the equipment to get that in. I'm excited today. I love our topic. Uh, you're going to enjoy our guest, Trevor Olson. We're going to talk about several things, uh, one of them being culture. But where culture runs into is that Trevor runs a business called CTO Enterprises. And they make uh, ever, uh, all these products with uh, flexible PVC. It's located in Mokina, Illinois. Uh, and and that that's not the best part. The best part is... I've had a chance to have a, a, a long-term friendship with them and work with them. And the best part of working at CTO is the culture. It's a business that was bought and intentionally run based on Christian values, which isn't difficult to do, um, but there are some tricks to it, I guess. It reminds me of something, maybe the way all businesses used to be run. Uh, You know, years ago, people did things with a handshake. They they didn't need the contracts. They people showed up. People did their jobs. People took their business and they dealt with the business and they had pride in what they do. Unfortunately, I think we're missing a lot of that today. Um, Just getting people to show up is a trick. Shame us. Shame on us, parents, for not. Uh, teaching our kids those type of things. But, you know, uh, the other topic is, you know, where does faith fit in a business? So 
I'm excited to have Trevor here. Trevor, welcome to the Quadfather, all things inspirational. Thank you, Brian. Didn't know what to call you. I guess I'll call you Brian. Brian works. So we, we have had a chance to work with each other, and you didn't always own the business. You worked in corporate and had a successful career, but like a lot of us, you felt driven um, or calling to do something else at some point. Yeah, exactly. Can't say it was necessarily all my plan uh, from the beginning, but I feel like I was definitely led into this and uh, sometimes kicking and screaming, but I was uh, <laughs> down the Lord's path as uh, he He determined it. Good, because, I mean, you had a, a successful career, so you didn't have to leave the career, and I don't think it was something you wanted to get out of because, you, you know, you weren't enjoying it, but you, you did feel this pulling to do something else. And you, I know you did your due diligence and finally bought this this business that had nothing to do with anything you had ever done before. I just knew there was something else out there, and I know I had a great run and pan to it, but uh, I felt like there was something else out there. I didn't know what it was, and uh, I thought it was a job for a while there, and I kept looking for a job, but nobody hired me. And then a guy said, why don't you look at buying a business? And I knew nothing about buying a business. That was the furthest thing from my mind. But uh, the first company I looked at uh, was perfectly tailor-made, perfectly fit for the size and uh, and thing we were looking to do. And it was just uh, laid up on a platter. <laughs> so, and I guess this is where maybe faith comes in. And, and I'm not saying faith even at a big level, but you had to have some faith in yourself that you knew that if you took something on that you would make it work and you had to have some faith in whatever was pulling you in this direction. I don't even know, Brian, if I'd call it faith at that time. I don't okay. know where I was, but um, I knew I needed a job at some point. I needed something to do, and this business opportunity came up. It was a big investment, unlike anything else we've ever done. Sure. My joke is my wife's comment was, can't you just get a job? <laughs> and I said, honey, I think we're I... being led in this direction. We're going to have to buy this thing. Are you sure? And I remember the day before the decision time, I walked in the backyard. I was pacing the backyard thinking, man, I don't know. Are we going to do this? Should we do this or not? And I I, was, I don't know if it was faith at the time. It was the first time I really felt a feeling like the Lord opened the clouds on me in the backyard and said to me, I felt it anyway, are you going to trust me or not? <laughs> And that was the first inkling I had from him that this was the direction to go. And I, I went in the house and said, honey, I think we're going to buy this. I think we better buy this. <laughs> and, and you didn't just, you, you came like a lot of us from, you know, I don't want to say a comfortable corporate position, but comfortable in terms of, you know, you liked what you're doing. You were extremely good at what you were doing. You were successful. You didn't have to leave to take, not just stepping away and saying, I'm going to, hang out my own shingle, you took on a huge obligation in buying a business, which I can't, you know, which is way different than just hanging out your own shingle, even though there's costs involved. And at what point did you decide or did this come across you on the culture you wanted, on this Christian-based type of business culture that you had wanted to run the business by or be around do you remember when that kind of hit you i'd love to say it was a grand plan from the very beginning brian but i don't think it was there other than that one afternoon when the lord said are you going to trust me or not and then i just said okay we're doing it and we're gonna buy this business and go to work there 
it was a job for me. I'd never been a business owner before, didn't know any business owners, so I thought I should join one of those business owners groups like Vistage and there's some other ones. And I thought about that, but I was never really compelled to until a piece of paper, an an envelope ran across my desk. It was a junk mailer from an organization called C12 that is a uh, business owners group, and their tagline was Christian business owners building great businesses for a greater purpose. And I didn't even have to open the envelope, and I thought, that's it, I'm joining. <laughs> I didn't even know how much it cost. I didn't have the budget for it. But I said, let's join that. And that was about a year and a half into it. And that really is what changed the vector from it was just some vague concept of, okay, the Lord got sure. me into this. I don't know what I'm doing, to joining this business owner group that really helped me uh, get on the, a path. <laughs> so call it what you will, but a piece of, as you say, we, we all get those those, those mailings. Mail. Those We'll call it junk mail. And... A lot of times we don't even read them or look at them because it costs them so much. But there had to be some type of fate that made you, one, look at it, two, read it, and it resonated with you. I don't even know how it got to my desk because uh, Samantha, you know, was getting the mail and she was okay. be screening out most of right. it. For some reason, she let that one get through. I think she had a hunch or something, and then that was on my desk. Wow. And so I'll give you credit for that, Samantha. Thank you for letting that one get through. That's interesting. <laughs> That's good. So... So, I, you know, what's exciting for me is to realize here you are, and I, I don't know what age you are. I'm going to say probably in your 40s. That was in, in my 20s, but. 20s? No. <laughs> 45. Wish. Okay. 45. So in, in your 40s, in a good career. And, and, and this is the time we live in, though. This is what's amazing. Even more so now than when you purchased the business years ago is that you can walk away with a plan and if I guess if you have enough faith and support and all these things and take on a business and you took on one that was not even in any realm of what you did not even close and just because I've been around your business and I know what's going on succeed at growing it I think almost every year that you've owned it which says a lot for you it says a lot for your vision, a lot for your goals. And like you said, you, I talk about this a lot. A lot of people don't want to do things until they have all the answers. But we don't, I don't know if we ever have all the answers. And I think that's where faith comes in. You didn't have all the answers, certainly to a company that was well, way out of your lane for what you did. But at some point, you you had to have this inner feeling, call it whatever you will, like you said, faith to do this at at your mid-40s and, and become very successful at it. In hindsight, I don't know how the Lord got me to do it. I probably was kicking and screaming on the inside and scared to death. And uh, first I got to thank my wife, Chris, and give her the credit for uh, letting me do it. When I came up with that crazy idea, we got to buy this. She said, okay, honey, do it. And so that was the first key. And then um, my brother-in-law, Dave, you know, joined me on the day one, and he sits right next to me, and uh, it was just a perfect fit here for what he likes to do and what I like to do, and we had Samantha already there. And um, then Tracy joined us in the office, and we had a great team in the in the shop already. So all the pieces were just coming together perfectly. Like, I, I don't like to take much credit for it because I don't think I have enough talent to uh, take credit for that. But it just the Lord was guiding it all the way, has been. Yeah, and, and to. being around you, you don't take credit for really a lot of things that go on, which is, I guess, part of that uh, culture that I love, that that whole, you know, 
style of leadership that some people think is new, but this servant leadership, which is what you really brought to what is now CTO Enterprises, uh, is fascinating. And you know what? We're going to hear a little bit from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and talk with Trevor about this servant leadership and this ability to take a company and drive this Christian vision into running the company. Ended up creating the servant leadership. Tell us some of the things that you've done with your employees to drive this type of servant leadership uh, belief and culture into your business. Well, again, I'll say I don't know if it was anything really intentional, but I I came from this corporate environment that you mentioned. It was all about drive, and you got to do this, and you got to have a plan, you got to achieve results, and it's all about you moving the rock and getting things done. And there's a place for that, certainly. Um, but I wanted to have a little different environment where um, I was getting a little more faith-filled and like the Lord can move a lot more rocks than I can by my under my own power. And so starting to let go of that annual planning and here's my 10 action plans we're going to get done this year let's say lord what do you have for us this year and um instead of doing everything myself i tease uh, all the time that my the best thing i actually do is i'm a professional delegator and well so i learned how to from what that. i understand that wasn't your strength for it, a long time it wasn't but i got good at it i practiced <laughs> and, but i want to talk about all the all the things you do as a company you you all the things, not just you do in the community, like okay. helping out. Um, what's the place? That, My joyful heart. My joyful the, heart. We do. And yeah. all the way to going on your mission trips, that that you have brought this culture to the company. So tell us some of those things, that culture that you brought to CTO. Um, as I was learning on this journey of faith with the C12 Group and other organizations, again, it's not all about me driving things uh, that the Lord can do better. And it's not about me keeping the profits to buy a boat or something like that. It's uh, it's the Lord's business. As soon as you have that mindset, it's not really mine. He let me work here is basically how I felt like it. It's completely his. What do you want me to do with it? And the fruits of that business, what do we do with it? Again, I'm not going to use it to buy stuff for myself. We're going to use it to further his kingdom. And as soon as your brain switches onto that, it's a totally different attitude. Like, I'm taken care of. We're not hungry, but what else can I do with the rest of this fruit? First of all, let's give it back to our employees in the term of a bonus plan. We want to bless our employees as much as we possibly can. They're first on our list. And then our our customers, we want to be good to our customers by, first of all, making great products so they continue buying more product. But on top of that, let's just be good stewards of our product and to help them grow their business and our suppliers. And so that's kind of the business circle. And then we go outside of that to, well, how can we be good to our community, the people around us, and that's some of the organizations we've joined and helped, and just to try to instill that into all our people, not just me, but everyone who comes into work. It's not just an 8 to 5, 40-hour-a-week job, but it's we're all serving something greater than just the paycheck, and maybe we could go out for an afternoon and, and serve at my joyful heart and do something good for others. Which you do. You take, you take half, of the, half of the working staff that you have at your company and I don't want to say lose a half a day of production, but technically that's what happens to go out and to help community, other other nonprofits like My Joyful Heart. I love doing that. I think that's a great thing for our business to be able to do that. No, 100%. Yeah. And, and 
they're not the only one. I mean, you, you've done quite a few. We've been looking for others. Yeah, we love the opportunity. I think it grows us uh, ourselves to go out of our comfort zone. And, and that grew and from not just things. working with the community. I mean, you, you've done other things. You've, you've helped, uh, you, you know, get together your employees and try and trying to drive them towards this mission. You've done book clubs in, internally. You've tried to offer internal training. You started a small group, right? Every Wednesday that started, I want to say, eight years ago. But you've let you you started w- with these small ideas, and and I, I call them small, not to be disrespectful in any way. They're huge. More companies should have this type of mindset. But your latest has been then to do what? You've traveled. Now you're traveling out of the we've country. gone outside of the community yeah we've had a few trips to uh, laredo texas just through some connections of serving some very poor areas in, in laredo texas that was very cool for us to get out of our community and learning some new things Had another connection that somehow got me on a plane we went to honduras and we had an amazing learning experience there and i had quite the uh discovery of like lord why did you why am i here what am i what do you want me to do here i could give a little bit i could spend a little time but what what is this for? Why am I here? And I kept feeling like um, there's a scripture in the Bible, I can't quote it, but it was like, I want you to take care of the people in your land. And then I, I came home with that. Well, what's my land? Anywhere in the world, I guess, but certainly my home, my marriage, my home, where I work. And then it spread it out from there. So that actually going on global missions helped me change my mindset. It starts at home. It starts in your local business and with your local community and then spreads out to the world a lot of people like to jump you know to across the world and solve half the world's problems on the other side of the earth while the you got problems You're right falling here in, apart your, at home. in your backyard so i left that last global mission trip thinking well, let's take care of our own land and just be there and available to serve our own people that are right that the lord put right in front of me i didn't have to put me on a plane to go half around the world to be around people in need they're right in front of us if we just have eyes to see and ears to hear and you're right. I mean, and I think this is what's missing is, uh, and, and I know what type of uh, man you are, what type of husband, what type of father, uh, because I've coached with you. Uh, we've been friends for a while, but we all as parents need to lead our families first. I mean, first of all, in, in just from leadership, we need to lead ourselves. And part of ourselves is our family. And we have to take care of that, especially in this world. It's, you know, got their head halfway up their rectum, in my opinion. We need... Can you say that on the air? Rectum? <laughs> rectum damn near killed them. I don't know if I could say that either. But we need to be great stewards just for our families. And, and that doesn't mean making it to church every Sunday. It means living the way that we're supposed to live. It means being an, a, a living example of the way we're supposed to live. That's, you know, driving our, you know, having those tough discussions with our children based on the way, and, and not that things have changed because everybody wants to keep saying times are different. No, clothes are different, and people are trying to be different. But right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, it that that hasn't changed. Just that simple. You can we could talk all day about what's going on out in this country and people can try to convince you that 
there are more than two genders, for an example. No, there are, there are only two genders. There's no more than two. And we waste our time worrying about this. And, and like you said, and all of a sudden you get outside, you, you can get caught up into this trying to fix the world's problem and not just work within your family, your neighborhood, your community that has so many needs right there. Sometimes we get it backwards, right? We're trying to solve all the world's problems. Let's just slow down and wake up in the morning, spend a little time with the Lord, and the Lord work on me. And then I say nearly every morning, Lord, help me become a better husband. Because I know I always say, I think I'm a pretty good husband, but I could probably be better. And I, Chris could give me different ratings on different days probably, but then sometimes I don't do so well, but I, we should start there. Self, let me be a better husband. Let me be a better father. And then let me get into work and try to be a good steward of your business, Father. Now, just be good I, I get it. I'm similar. Me. I wake up and say, Lord, please help Monica be a better wife. And then, <laughs> you know, I kind of go from there much like you and ask him just to give me the strength and the wisdom to be the best man I can be for Monica, who deserves it, for the kids who deserve it, for my friends who deserve it, and to continue to do the right thing because it's not easy and it's funny, I had this conversation with my two sons. It's not easy being a good man. Being a good man no. is crazy hard. And we're, we like to get up and get our swords out and conquer the world and fix things. And then sometimes the Lord was just, if you listen to him, he said, put your sword down. I got to take care of all your battles. I just want to work on you and love your wife and love your kids and love your people around you. And sometimes that's harder than... Fighting with the sword. Fighting, yeah. <clears throat> no, it is. And, and it's counter contrary to our flesh, which wants to fight. <laughs> 100%. And fighting those urges of the flesh is difficult. Is and, and I'm just going to say, I'm sure maybe it's difficult for women too. I can only speak to it because I'm a man. It, it, it's difficult being a good man. It's difficult not giving in to those things that sometimes pull you in a different direction, whether it, it's pulling your mind, whether it's pulling your heart. Um, it is not easy, as I'm telling my, my sons who were in their 20s, that no, it, th this is not easy, and it doesn't get easier. And, and as the world continues to try to jam these crazy theories down everybody's throats, it's getting harder because I was brought up in a very black and white environment. My parents, I mean, there was right and there was wrong. I mean, it just was that way, and we're trying to add, a, I think, a lot of gray to it. And there isn't as much gray out there, um, just like your business. You either take care of your customers or you don't take care of them. I mean, there's not a lot of in-between. You either do what you should be doing or you don't do what you should be doing. You make a product well or you don't make it well. It's just, it's, it's that simple, but I, I mean, I know it's not that simple. But it truly is. So tell us more about what you've done, you know, in terms of internally in your business um, that came to you to drive this Christian-based business. You got involved with, I know you talked about this envelope coming across your desk. You got involved with C12, which I think gave you some good, maybe foundation leaderships on how to drive that. Where did you take it from there? Well, um one of the things that you were involved in, Brian, at the time, Swifty, um, seven or eight years ago, we, um, the founder of C12 wrote a book, uh, 
and we the four of us got together and yes. read that book and then we thought well what else should we do and um i always give dave the credit why don't we read the bible and it was me and you and al and uh, dave i bought four bibles on the company dollar and we sat down um, i think we were doing it on monday mornings uh for the first hour of the week we thought on monday mornings let's read five chapters of the bible and we started doing this eight years ago and we didn't even know what we were reading but we just dutifully read through Genesis, and we got through some of those hard books. I don't know how we actually did it all. It wasn't because we were such good students, but there was something pulling us in to keep doing that. And that was eight years ago. We got through the entire Bible, and we've been started over again. And now it's not just the four of us. There's about 10 or 12 that join us, and we just feel so blessed. And that's like the highlight of my work week, actually. That right there is kind of the foundation of everything else we do, I feel like. And, and I think you left out an important piece that, that talks about this servant leadership it wasn't just the four of us. You invited anybody in your company. Oh yeah, who wanted right. the to? Started, and then we were very invitational. When I picked, who, I brought it up and you, staff, you invited teams, everybody. Anybody want to come in? Uh, and to come in for that first hour of, like you said, Monday, and then we moved to Wednesday to come in and be a part of this because this is what we believed. And, and again, no pressure on anybody, but it was a pure invite to spend the first hour with whoever wanted to reading the Bible and trying to be more mindful, trying to understand it, like you said, because I'll be honest, it, it, it started and I was in my early 50s and I've never read through the whole Bible. I was brought up Catholic. My whole life went to parochial schools, but never had sat down on my own in any endeavor and like you said, we took five chapters, we read them, and then we sat down and discussed them with you at the lead, which I have to say, looking back eight years later, um, has been an amazing experience. And and I've uh, gone back and, and rested uh, on, and, and when I say rested, uh, I've gone back, I should say, and had been blessed to use a lot of the things that I've learned over those eight years to help me through different times now. And like you said, we it took us seven years mm-hmm. to get to go through the whole to thing. go through the entire Bible. We were going about five chapters a week. Um, and it was every Wednesday for about an hour, maybe a little over an hour. And uh, I, I mean, I one of the best ways, like you said, to start your week, whether that's on a Monday or Wednesday, but walking away from that just makes you feel empowered or whatever. I mean, I'm not even sure what word to put to it. But I think about that when you study the word, it fills you up and you feel good about it. And we always say that's kind of the peak of the week. And by Wednesdays at nine o'clock, we're feeling really good. Now sometimes it crashes if something happens by no, nine thirty in the morning, but we try to hold that on, hold on to right, that. Right, but it, it, for it, the week. Stuff's going to happen around us. And when I say empowered, I don't mean like walking out of a Rocky show and wanting to go, you know, that kind of empowered. But there was just a sense of you weren't alone and that that there, there was something bigger, someone bigger, something bigger out there that kind of had your back. Um, I, I, and, I, and I love that feeling. I mean, it's the best way to describe it. So. I'm pretty sure it wasn't our charming personalities that kept us coming back every no. week after week and, and drawing more people in there. We can't even fill up the room. We have people on the phone now, so it's yes. all over, and I would just love that. So it's, we filled up. A, we went from four, well, that we started, then to <laughs> offering your entire shop to uh, 
filling a boardroom to now a boardroom, and you've had up to five, six people on the phone joining us from uh, other parts of the country. The country, different states. For a while there, remember you were in, you had broke your legs or something. We did it in your living room for, uh, right. for a few months. We did do that. That's so uh, we'll travel. Yes. So fascinating. So let's do this. We're going to break away and, and uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we will be back uh, to discuss more. Welcome back. This is the Quadfather. I am here with Trevor Olson. We have a, a fantastic topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I was just thinking out there, you know, really, what's the difference between running a company based on Christian core values versus running a company that doesn't have Christian core values? I thought the big mindset is not really my business. It's uh, everything that belongs to the Lord. It's all his. And he's letting me work there. And he's letting me hopefully be a good steward and bear fruit for the business. And so it's not, it makes it not about me so much and my decisions and my uh, decrees. It's more of an open hand instead of a fist pounding the desk. It's an open Lord, what would you have us do here? And please guide us through this instead of me deciding every, everything. But that just doesn't affect you. You, you work it with the employees the same. I mean, you don't walk around with that boss attitude. Uh, you include them in things. So you, it's not just about helping you make decisions. It seems like it's also that's trickled down to letting them feel empowered to do what's right. And to and, and I've seen it. I've, I've seen, you know, I've been there and one of your guys will walk in and not feel right about the way something might have been put together and not want to send it out i mean that just you know that's a part of the culture you've driven that yes they could have packed it up sent it out right might not have been the worst thing maybe it, w it wouldn't have failed but you've driven this culture to even where somebody that's working on a machine you know a production person if they see something that they're not comfortable with they are comfortable with enough with bringing it in and saying, "I don't like this. I don't. I don't. I don't want to send this out. This isn't. This isn't how we're serving our customers the right way." I mean, that's unique yeah, to see that awesome? these days. That's awesome. Yeah, and we want to honor our customers, not just to get paid, but we want to honor them because they trust us, and so we want to give them the best possible product we possibly can. Doesn't mean we don't make a mistake now and again, but we don't ever want to ship something that's not the best for them. And we got a great team that does that and I never liked it when they come in and say what do you think is this right or wrong I, I would always try to turn that around well I don't know what do you think <laughs> and I mean you just it wasn't th th that it, it's not just by happenstance that this culture gets driven you intentionally and I know you have it put up in numerous places through the building drove your mission based off of that Christian theme what, did, what is the mission uh, we worked on this a bit, and it came out pretty easily. Um, our mission is to seek and honor Jesus Christ in everything we do and to treat our employees, customers, and suppliers as we would like to be treated. 
which kind of goes back to the golden rule almost, right? That's I mean, kind like, of a theme on the golden rule, yeah. Right? I mean, you know, you would treat people the way you want to be treated. I mean, isn't that just simple? Mm-hmm. I mean, even in life, I, 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 that's what sometimes it blows your mind. I mean, life doesn't have to be that complicated. No, like, if you I, don't want it done, don't do it. And Jesus told his disciples, what's the most important rule? He said, number one is love God, and number two is love others. And that's sort of what we themed it on also. Which doesn't seem like it would he be He only gave difficult. us two things to remember. I, I mean, you know, I mean, it, yeah, I mean it, just, it doesn't look, seem like it would be. But, but the, I, I don't know, I still find it amazing. It, and maybe because you don't take credit is how much that's trickled down through everybody in your company. I mean, you don't just have four or five people. You have two shifts. You work with customers across the country. You make a, a lot of different products. And and yet, you know, they are that mindful where if they see something come in, a big tube of uh, lining material, flexible PVC for those who don't know, you can make lots of products with it. Uh, some of the big things are liners for potable water tanks, liners for uh, different types of fertilizer tanks. You, I mean, it, the products are endless. You see it used all over the place, but I mean, if they see an issue in a tube, a roll of product that comes in, they'll tell you. I mean, you're, you're this, this mindset, you've rolled down to everybody in the company somehow. We have great, great people, and I just press a little bit when you're trying to throw credit back on me because I don't feel like I deserve any. I feel like the Lord has brought great people. They were in the building already. They work for this business. They're great, great people who care. And if I did anything, I learned that I don't know everything, and I'm often I'm not the expert on every single thing. I'd rather um, find out what do you think. But think you've opened that can... door for them to be that way. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'll even go as far as saying... You're right. You were blessed with great with great workers. But I know yeah, when you took agree. over, and let's go with the premise that you were blessed with great workers. But they they didn't still have this mindset that they do right. now. Their mindset and the way the reason they've stayed and the reason they will come in and and tell you, I don't think we should send this out. Is that's changed from day one because you've driven in this mission. I think maybe before it was a top-down company. The previous guys, you know, kind of dictated and uh, what they said, they were in charge of everything. And I, if any, I did anything, I turned that around. More of a bottom-up uh, culture. And the top guy is not there to dictate and uh, bark orders, but to serve. What do you need? How can I help? Well, and you've definitely brought back something that every company should know, and, and I don't I think we've gotten away from it years ago, is that that, that calm core values or beliefs, that people are our most, one of our most valuable assets. We would be nowhere without people, yep. I mean, just that simple. And when, when, when I say people, and I learned this from my dad, you know, I, I shake the, the janitor's hand and look them in the eye the same way I would the, the president. They're both men. They're both men that get up every day with a purpose to go do their job the best way they can and you don't treat them differently. We're all equals. And I don't think anybody in your company feels any different, no matter who they are or what they are. I know they're not treated different. 
um, they're all given an opportunity uh, to, to do what they do and step up. And not only that, but CTO, CTO Enterprises has also reached out to help people that struggle to get jobs and given them a second chance um, where most companies wouldn't do that. We like that, being a, a company that gives second chances to people that need it and deserve it. And uh, many of those people have come and done a great job for us. You have a lot of success stories of people that are recovering from what, what alcohol, yeah. drug, whatever they're recovering from, that just need a chance, and you give them that chance. There's something about being able to make a product and at the end of the day go home and see the finished product. It's, there's We've been created with that desire to have meaningful work and do do something meaningful and uh, we just are honored to have the opportunity to provide that but you provide more than that i mean when you when you take people that are struggling to find that chance that that opportunity just to get back into the workforce and have a purpose every day you 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 as a company you is the head of that company at some point decided we're going to give them this opportunity, this chance. And you have some great stories of people that have come and worked for you for several years and then got to a point where they've they've gotten their license back or they've gotten their life back together and now are moving on to bigger, better things. That's just, I mean, that's the way every company should work. I mean, that just got to make you feel awesome to be able to I be a part that. of that. There's dignity to having meaningful work. I mean, yes. nobody wants a handout, but you work for it and you get a paycheck. And um, what's the first thing that God made Adam do in the garden? He put him to work. We've True. been wired. Right. Tend the garden. We've been wired to work. We all want to work and do something meaningful and productive and useful. And we all have this innate desire to do something meaningful. And you brought up a great word, dignity. Um, man, it's, it's a word you don't hear used today because I don't know if... It's generations of people who think dignity is about having items or yeah. is about having titles or is about, but dignity like grit is kind of reminds me of grit. Um, grit is another word you don't hear a lot about, and you can't be taught how to be gritty and you can't be given dignity. You've got to earn both of mm -hmm. those things. You can learn it, you can learn about, you can learn to be gritty. And you can have dignity, but it's not something that's bestowed upon you because you have wealth or you have items. The gift is the opportunity to earn it. So yes. if we can provide a job that's not easy job, sometimes it's very difficult, but it's an opportunity to earn that instead of being handed something that, that doesn't give you dignity. That's awesome. Let's stray from there for a minute because I know we only have a couple of seconds. So tell you know more about it than I do. Tell us exactly what CTO makes maybe you can go into a little more depth you know some of the products you make there we make uh, a lot of things out of flexible plastic tank liners a picture of tank that's wearing out we'll replace the tank with a liner so to extend the life of the tank for either the plating industry or water storage or all kinds of flexible bladders for custom solutions so it's a mishmash of mostly industrial items you've also done a bladder for a, um, I believe, wasn't it one of the Disney rides? Yeah, we've had some fun projects like that. The Avatar ride, yeah, we made something that was simulating the lungs of that animal thing that they were riding. Yeah, gotcha. so. so you take on not just these tanks, whether they be for plating or water or, or you know, uh, some type of uh, industrial, commercial 
uh, use, but you'll take on, you've taken on other private, you know, people who have these ideas to make products and, and grow or small companies that need certain things. That's you'll, part of the fun of it. We get a variety of, of stuff. It's not all one thing all the time. So each day is different. The shop, as you know, looks different almost on any given day, depending on what projects we're working on. So we enjoy the God-given variety that he gives us. Well, I know I came to you with one of my great ideas that, you know, we, we didn't totally put to use, but the hillbilly hot tub, if you remember. Sorry, yeah. Swifty's had a lot of good ideas. Not all of them came to fruition, but he's always bringing ideas. The, hill, the hillbilly hot tub was a liner for the back of your truck that you could fill up with water. And I know they use tarps now, but come on. I, I thought the hillbilly hot tub was a great idea. A great idea, um, man. I, I know you, you, we sat down and listened and... Uh, uh, he said, nice idea, Swifty. I'm, all, I'm an idea <laughs> guy. We have a marketing plan for that. Who are we going to yeah. sell that to? <laughs> What's the price? <laughs> that's where I think we got caught up. Um, I think that a lot of more got, details. I, yeah, I think that was, that's where we got caught up. But, um, I mean, if you have needs, uh, like you said, you, you make so many different products. I mean, you have two or three maybe major ones. You make these, these gigantic bean things for silos so that they don't blow up and they can let the air go in and out or whatever they do. I mean, one you wouldn't... One of our fun ones is uh, slip and slides for... Uh, that you, that's right. You have made some some gigantic slip and slides. Because um, that PVC, when it gets wet, it's... Uh, well, it's it's slippery. It's very slippery. It's slippery <laughs> and sliding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just from that end, it is... And, and I'm sure you know the... What's the best way to contact CTO Enterprises? You've got a phone number. Um, call Sam, call Tracy, call Dave. Let's see. Uh, 708-479-5501, CTO Enterprises, we're available. And they're out of Mokina. So I know we have a, a bit of time left, but you know what? When your faith is tested, all I can tell you is trust in God. Um, and trust me, I've lived that uh, for a lot of years. Uh, when you're down, trust in God. And I challenge you to trust in his ability for breakthroughs when you need them. He is able to do what man cannot do. And he is able to conceive what man cannot conceive. Uh, he is able to empower you to break through your struggles. And I just pray and hope that more people start to rely on him. Because I know for myself, being a quadriplegic since the age of 17, Despite the fact of having amazing family and amazing friends, amazing wife, amazing kids, that there's no way I would be where I'm at today without putting trust and faith in God. Can I close this out in a little prayer here, Swifty? Wouldn't that be Let's uh, do it. Nope. It is all good. Let's do that. We'll close out on you, Trev. Okay, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for my friend Brian P. Swift here in the forum you've given him here it's amazing this radio program and i thank you for your blessing and honor and the friendship with brian p swift i pray that you will bless him and this radio program and every person that listens to this radio show that everyone may come to a saving knowledge of you father and your son jesus christ who went to a cross to die for us so that we can live forever with you father that is the eternal hope that we have and we thank you so much and we live for you in jesus name amen, amen. Trevor, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, pal. Thanks for coming. If, to my listeners, you go out and have a great day. The sun's shining. Think about what we talked about today. If you're a business owner, think about what we talked today. If you are a man and you have a 
family and, and a, du- a duty and think about honor, think about dignity, and think about, more importantly, trusting in our Lord. Have a great day, and we're out.